Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. This is Joe Tower, and here's a little treatise on some changes we're making at Tales of Mount Folly to better reflect what we think y'all want. And also, what the fuck is going on in the world around us? Tales of Mount Folly will now alternate the lineups of its live shows with all male and all female performers. And, I don't know, there may even be periods of time where we'll be predominantly or forever female. We choose to be on the right side of this goddamn revolution, guys. In addition, we're adding a bonus feature to our podcast. Each month, we'll release our usual two new storytelling episodes by two new storytellers recorded live at one of our past shows, but also we'll be including a third and an additional episode, a one-on-one conversation between me and a past or current performer who, for whatever reason, needs a little more time at the mic. It'll be a discussion about individual and specific tales of folly, but also the role that both tales and folly play in all of our lives. What we have to deliver is good stories. Stories that offer a certain brand of shameful relatability. Shame around the choices we've made in our lives that aren't the proud, valiant, admirable choices, but rather the self-serving and stupid choices of the asshole, the idiot, the buffoon, of the simple-minded human who, in that particular moment, was just trying to get through, man. It doesn't matter who you are, you've all got a real good story about doing dumb shit. Once again, from our rad show this last March at Three Clubs, I'd like to present to you Miss Angela Gullner, an L.A.-based multi-hyphenate who hosts the Unbridled Female Forward podcast, Welcome to the Clambake, and is also the actor, writer, producer behind Hot Topic Dark Comedy Series, Binge. In the tale you're about to hear, Angela talks about walking that fine line when you are indeed yes-all women, but there's just that one chick who keeps fucking with your shit. Here's Angela Gullner's tale of female folly. Women! Anything, anything, women! Aren't women great? Women are awesome! And now I'm gonna tell you about the biggest cunt I ever met. Dorothy, what a bitch. I hated Dorothy. She's the only woman that I have actively fantasized about uh, sticking the tips of my grubby little fingers into her scalp and just, just ripping, just ripping the skin right off of her heaven-kissed face. And she was gorgeous, utterly, yeah. She had one of those fucking faces that keeps on giving, you know, just silky brown hair, big green eyes, curves you could just nap on. She was the type of woman that at only 20 years old walked around like she was always on the verge of a fucking orgasm. (laughs) 
Well, I, a recovering Catholic in the midst of a vicious eating disorder, prayed I wouldn't go to hell when I started finger banging and didn't have my own orgasm for two long, dry, pent-up years. My friend once described Dorothy as the most persistently sexual woman he ever encountered. I say he about nailed it. And two weeks later, he nailed her. (laughs) Uh, Fuck her. I wanted to fuck her. I mean him. I wanted to fuck him. Or her. Or anybody, really. I just just really wanted to have sex. That's not the point. Um, So, uh, even worse than her sex appeal, uh, Dorothy had the audacity to be fucking smart and talented. She was really talented. In our small student body of less than 2,000, she was basically white Beyonce. And it probably didn't help that we had the habit of dating the same men. Uh, Most of them are gay now, or science teachers, so the joke's on us, really. But still, you know, they, they liked her more. They stayed with her longer. She was like this upgraded version of me that actually put out. And if that sounds like slut shaming, it's absolutely jealousy. I was also dating her high school sweetheart when we met. And I went to her sister's wedding as his date. Whatever, that's neither here here nor there. (laughs) So we met sophomore year at my small Midwestern college. Dorothy was a transfer student, and in less than a week, the role in our tiny little theater department that I had so meticulously cultivated, that of high-achieving but adorably charming girl next door who gets conveniently bi-curious when drunk. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Dorothy picked up and put on without a second thought. Before the first semester of the year, I didn't know my place in the theater community anymore. I was supposed to be Juliet. I was supposed to win the monologue competition. Yes, we had a monologue competition. (laughs) I was supposed to have the unfettered access to the limited supply of straight boys and lesbians in our department. I mean, it wasn't fair. (sighs) So when Dorothy's high school sweetheart dumped me first semester, I was devastated for reasons far deeper than lost love. He was all I had on her, and it was gone, and my fears of being lesser than were confirmed. Well, it was then that Dorothy did something astonishing. She slipped a note under my dorm room door with a simple message scrawled on it. It said, Don't sweat the breakup, Ange. We're too good for that prick. He can't handle powerful-ass women like us. Like us? (laughs) Powerful-ass women like like us? Like, Like you and me? Like friends like like we're kind of like one in the same <laughs> suddenly everything changed we were on the same team we were two women scorned but strong we were feminists girlfriends hoes before bros and all that garbage i had these visions of angela and queen dorothy forever or you know queen dorothy and angela if i'm being honest but the order of the names doesn't really matter if she likes me right <laughs> I was high on Dorcane, and I snorted that bitch every chance I'd get. Senior year, we moved in next to each other. We shared a room. We shared a common space. We shared late-night talks, shower beers, gossip. I tried to make out with her on several occasions. It never quite worked. You know, girl stuff. And I don't remember when the bottom dropped out of our impossible homance, when the withdrawal set in. It happened gradually, you know, in the small things. I'd get stood up for lunch dates. (laughs) My closest friends were suddenly always by her side. 
I'd have a date with a guy or I'd confess to her a crush. And a few days later, I swear I'd hear his voice on the other side of her bedroom door. But the last straw was when she sabotaged my closest friendship. Charlie was like most theater boys struggling with his sexuality. We tried dating. (laughs) Surprise, it didn't work. And when Charlie came out as a science teacher and we tried to remain friends, Dorothy inserted herself into our friendship. She poisoned him against me, convinced him that I was toxic. And he believed her. Charlie and my friendship never recovered. (laughs) And I wasn't toxic, okay? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I would know if I was fucking toxic, right? (laughs) I mean, maybe I was, like, a little obsessed. Like, perhaps I was, like, a titch bit possessive. And, yeah, maybe I stalked her social media a bit too much, grilled her friends a bit too aggressively about who she was seeing, where she was going, what she was doing, what she was wearing. And, yes, on several occasions, I did sit with my ear to her bedroom door, sobbing, desperate to hear the vile things she was saying about me. But she did say things, okay? And they were probably vile, but I couldn't hear them, so I wouldn't actually know. (laughs) I had no choice. I had to save the theater department from her. Senior year, I made it my duty to turn the world against her. I would make them hate her like I hated her if it was the last thing I fucking did. Beware, I said to countless people and shrieked at many who wouldn't listen. Beware of Dorothy. Turn your innocent, ignorant, beguiled backs on the evil queen of mean before she ruins you like she ruined me. After graduation, Dorothy did something else astonishing. She, uh, she sent me another letter that... Scheming, cupcake-scented Barbie doll took the time and consideration to find my out-of-state address and handwrite me a six-page long letter. How did this happen between us? I've never been treated so poorly or so cruelly by another woman before. You broke my heart, and I don't understand, and I don't know how to move on. Shit. (sighs) I never wrote her back. I'm actually not sure that I finished reading her letter. All this time, I thought I was the victim, and it turns out she was suffering too. I can't tell you how many times in the past nine years I have made it my New Year's resolution to remember that her success is my success is our success. Girl power. And I, I never fucking can. Because if I'm being honest, I still hate that fucking bitch Dorothy. I hate her face and her hair and her brain and her ambition and her grace. Just like I hate all of you. (laughs) All of you fucking bitch Dorothys that I aspire to be and fail to be. All of you beautiful beautiful, successful little slut baskets taking my seat at the lady table, which is much smaller and whiter than the gentleman's table. and It's actually more like a side table or a stool in an alley with like rats crawling underneath and we're all cold and huddling saying, please, sir, I want some more. And they're like, no, bitch, get out of here. 
this distinctly female disintegration of a friendship, this Olympic-level lady pissing match, the ultimate trick of the patriarchy. I have tried many times to write that bitch Dorothy back, and I just can never get my heart to get into it. But for now, uh, Dorothy, you angelic snow bunny, you disappointing care package, wherever you are, (laughs) just kidding, I know exactly where you are, you're in Chicago, you're thinner than ever, and you have no age lines on your face. Uh, I'm glad you're fucking happy and kicking ass, you glorious Steinem's wet dream. I love you, and I hate you, and I always will, you contacular dumpster fire, you overgrown Aphrodite. You emergency back alley abortion. You glorious, beautiful, mystical goddess. Love, kisses, and cat fights. The bitch Angela. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Tales of Male Folly. If you dug what you heard, please subscribe and or rate us below. If you hated what you heard, tell us what we did wrong so we can try to appease your unreasonable expectations. JK haters, Tales of Male Folly, the podcast, is a Hatbeard production that can also be found on the Extra Credit Network. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Pippa, and Spotify. Our live show is produced at various venues in and around LA by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Alex Gradette and Brian Weiss. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. For even more details and where and when to see one of our live shows, peep us at www.talesofmalefolly.com or email talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram, but not Twitter. Twitter is for trolls and white supremacists. We all know that. Twitter is dead. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.